Yes, sir. And welcome to the big topic in Women's in May. Frank Posen here along with Sean Hughes. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. All the fights we talk about uh, get posted up on the blog. So let's start with last Saturday's show. There was one women's fight on the show that was uh, at Strong. It was uh, Vanessa Demopoulos uh, with by over Jim Fry. to talk about this because... Um, uh, for me, I thought that uh, Jin uh, won the fight 30-27, not by a wide margin or anything like that. She just landed better shots. And uh, it looked like to me that uh, it was another case of Vanessa uh, fooled the judges by looking busy but actually doing anything. But I thought it was a shitty fight anyway. So, you know, it's not yeah. like it's going to be top contenders. Yeah, um, it's like you said, but... Ultimately, Vanessa Demopoulos and her team, I'm assuming, saw the hole in Jin Frey, which is Jin, and when she lands big shots, she doesn't put her shots together. She doesn't throw a whole lot, and a lot of what she does is based on her building a lead. Demopoulos just kept what her work rate, kept moving, kept face making Jin chase her. And even though Jin was landing the cleaner, harder shots, she wasn't ever really punctuating the rounds the way I would like to see them punctuated. So even though it was bad judging, the fight was very close. And the one thing that I could say that the judges probably hung their hat on is, one, Demopolis started on the back foot, moving away. At no point did Jen trap her, really, or beat her up or break her down. And two, Vinopolis's volume and aggression never really went down. In fact, it seemed to increase through at the end of the fight. Halfway through the second quarter, second, fight, second round, Jen started backing up. And in the third round, she was almost exclusively on her back foot. That just looks like you're losing. Whether you are or not, it looks like it. So I don't know if her coach didn't see it or Jen just hasn't fixed this hole that's been in her game. for the large- Demopolis basically did what Jen likes to do. She set a, she just set a, she set a pace, she controlled things, and she she won off ineffective strikes. Jen used to do that. That was her expertise. But Schwan, she missed ninety percent of what she threw. No, I agree. I I agree completely. That's why I say the judges should have gotten ready. They should have known better. But my, the only point I'm, and I'm not saying they're not, I'm not, I, I agree with you 100%. I'm just saying as a veteran, Jen Fry should have understood what was happening, especially late in the round where you're just backing up giving ground. Because even though she's not landing, she's, she's landing on Jen's guard. She's not missing completely and Jen's countering and punishing her. She's landing on her guard. So it looks like Jen is tired and can't counter because now she's not countering. Now she's not leading. It looks like she lost control of it. And Jen had to know she's a veteran. She knows how judges look at fights. And until they fix the judging as a fighter, you have to be very aware of the ebb and flow of fights. She was not aware of it. If she didn't notice her, her volume dropped and she already had low volume and now you're fighting off the back foot and you're hardly throwing and you're getting held against the cage and then throwing, she's throwing 10 punch combinations. Pretty much most people are going to think you've lost control of the fight. I just thought she did enough early to win it. But that la- late in that second round did not look good. And that last round looks really bad for her. I just thought she did enough early. Yeah. I mean, it, it's really kind of irrelevant because it's not like either of them are going to be top contenders, right? Yeah, well, that that's the big thing about it. Neither one of them is really, from what I've seen, athletic enough to to dominate. And, and I, I don't know that neither one is skilled enough. Luckily for Demopolis, she's, cause she's coming young and she's put two wins together. So she's going to have a little bit more of the stage from the UFC. And the division is weak enough where she could eventually contend, I just don't think she's she's good enough to, to be anything of a real sort of champion. 
Yeah. All right. Anyway, let's keep up with that one. Let's move on to Saturday's show. And first of all, Misha Tate versus Lauren Murphy has been um, postponed to July 16th because uh, Lauren got COVID. And that's good news for me because and two, uh, I can watch WWE Money in the Bank instead. Uh, because the uh, two women's fights that are on this show are actually on the early prelims, which start at 6 p.m. on uh, Fight Pass. So we've got two on there. One is the flyweight. It's Jessica I versus Lisa Barber. Um, you know, Jessica is five years old. I think she's kind of past her prime, but her, like, her prime was like 10 years ago, right, Juan? And Macy uh, yeah. is a lot younger. Um, you know, she has holes in her game, but I don't think it's going to matter that much here. She's going to want to go out and uh, win big early. And so that's kind of what I expect her to do. If she ends up losing this fight, I don't know what to say about it, but uh, she she wants to move up in the rankings. So she has to like dominate. Yeah, M- Macy could lose this fight because Macy's a, she's a hard-hitting, athletic, physical fighter who doesn't throw a lot of volume, doesn't have really great defense, and even though she pressures, does not – set up her her pressure very well with jabs and fakes and stuff if you think about it, it she's looked a lot like a maybe a stronger younger genu fry it in how she's fought so there's there's an opportunity to, to beat her you could throw more volume you could attack the body you could make her chase you because she's not very good at cutting the cage she doesn't put shots together very well and even though she hits hard she's not a hard enough hitter to just land one or two shots around and win it so there's a chance she could lose. The thing about it is Jessica Jessica I, she was kind of peaked at Bantamweight. When she came in, she got close to a title fight. When she moved back down weight classes, she got that second, that second, that second win and got close and got to a title shot again or close to it. Got to loss. She just doesn't have very much to her. I don't know that she has the will to execute the game plan necessary to win. Cause she's had a couple winnable fights that it just seems like mentally she didn't have that extra behind her to turn the corner and get the win. So she should lose this fight and probably lose it pretty handily. If for some reason Macy Macy Barber loses it, I won't be shocked. But I will say this will throw a tremendous, tremendous wrench in her career. And people are going to start talking about how every time Macy Barber really steps up, she tends to to lose. and Because she's she, even in her wins now or before, she hasn't looked great. She got beat up by Roxy. She got bullied by J.J. Aldridge. She hasn't looked dominant in any fight I've seen her in to be in her entire UFC career, to be honest. Yeah, well, I think she wins this fight. She has to win. So, she better. All right. The other fight here, which is at uh, Bantamweight, is an awful fight. Oh, God. Jessica Rose Clark. Uh, Jessica is an Aussie. She's training these days at CSA in California. Uh, Ulia is just an awful fighter. She has no business being in the UFC. Uh, I think she's gone, what, 0-3 or something like that? So I, I think going three. Yeah, I don't know who wins this fight, but I don't really care. I think whoever loses is going to be released, and that's probably what should happen. Well, I think Lisa Versosa was supposed to be the one to make it, and somehow and Ulia beat her. The problem with Ulia is she kind of gets by on volume and toughness and physicality, and she doesn't have enough of it at the UFC level. The UFC level, she hasn't shown much durability. She hasn't shown much physical strength. She hasn't shown much punching power. Yana Kuniskaya threw her around like a rag doll. 
And I've never seen Yana Kuniskaya throw anybody. Like, Yana Kuniskaya is considered someone who's not physical, and she just straight up bullied her. Um, Rose Clark should win this. She's got more experience. She's got more skill. She's got more wins against competent opposition. The only thing with Rose Clark is she doesn't show the greatest IQ, and you have a fighter who wasn't great physically who's taking steps back because of all her injuries. Um, she, she'll probably win this. She's a better skill fighter. I don't think she looks really – I don't know that she looks really good in this fight because it seems like she no longer is willing to take chances or to try to finish. So she could just out-wrestle her and beat her up a little bit, but she doesn't show the highest IQ, and with her injury history, we never know when her body is going to just completely fall apart and leave her exposed to an opponent. Well, she's, she's somebody that she should have beaten, and she slowed down so much, she lost. Well, she slowed down, and she fought really dumb. You know, even that win, that, that, too. that win against Edwards wasn't – it was it wasn't really exciting. It didn't really show dominance, but – she she should be so much better than Julie Julia that she should she should look good in this fight. If she doesn't look good in this fight, that that's a really bad sign. She really might need to reco- think about retiring. This is a fight set up for you to look very very good in. Not close fight, dominant dominant performance is what this should be. We'll see. Okay, a couple of other things. First of all, Kayla Harrison is back in the PFL cage tomorrow night. She's supposed to fight Julia, but Julia dropped out due to injury, so she's fighting Kayla instead. She's fighting who? Caitlin Young. Oh. Caitlin Young is tough. I'll give her that. She she doesn't run from anybody. Yeah, but she's way past her due date, if you catch my yeah. drift. So I don't yeah. expect much with this. And um, you know, I don't I don't even know. With 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 fights and backup fights like this, you understand why she stayed with PFL. She can talk about all the competition she wants. But the fact of the matter, you're making really good money, and the first the fir- first pick for you to fight isn't great, and the second p- opponent you're fighting is like three or four levels below that. There's a reason she chose PFL, and it's not because she wants to fight the best, and that's fine. Like, just be honest about it. Well, it's her management chose PFL. And she could fire her and go another direction if she really wanted to like that. People do it all the time. I know, I know. It's hard to, hard, it's hard to beat the box, right? Hey, I don't. I don't blame her. It's a short career. You need to maximize your money. I'd not blame her at all. But this this whole idea that she she could demand this money on the market. No, you can only demand it one place, and that's fine. Go after the money. You you're not you're 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 a gold medalist. You've won fights. You don't have to prove anything to me. Just don't just stop telling that lie. Let's just be honest about it. Let's just be honest. That's all I'm asking. Enough about that. I don't want to talk about that anymore. Okay, a couple of other things. First of all. Uh, Ryzen has announced that they're going to do a super atomweight tournament starting July 31st. Okay? They have not announced who's going to be in it yet. They will be. I will let you all know when uh, we know who's going to be in it. Now, at the, there's a Ryzen so- show this weekend. There is a show that is uh, Yamamoto against Saori Yoshima. And uh, I would expect Saori Yoshima to be in Yamamoto, of course, is Kiki Yamamoto older sister and of course that's the problem with her she's in her 40s you know like she was a wrestling coach and somehow Sakagabara talked her into being you know a fool when she probably should know better and not do it uh, so I'm not expecting much from that but I'll let you know when uh, we know who all is going to be at this tournament what's going to happen is they're going to do the first round July 31st the second round is going to be 
uh, I think in September, uh, and then the New Year's Eve show is going to have the fun. Okay, so that's what they're, that's how they're going to do it. Okay, a couple of retirement announcements, and that's that uh, Yolanda Rejicic and Sarah Kaufman have both, both announced their retirement. And uh, I was not particularly surprised by either uh, either announcement. Joanna, uh, I think she retired in the cage, so we knew it was coming. Uh, Sarah, I guess, just can't get promoters to hire her anymore. And, uh, you know, she's, you know, passed. She kept trying to get back in the UFC, and they didn't want her. But she, she really, Shawan, I don't think she evolved. Um. I don't know. I, I've always been kind of a Sarah Coffin man just because she's been kind of a grittier fighter and she seemed to re- really stick to her gun. She was never really all the trash talk she gave, I, I thought was genuine. I don't even think it was really trash talk. It's just how she felt. She never played up any angles as far as making herself more marketable. She kind of just did what she did, fought how she fought, and let the results speak for themselves. I don't never know that she was one of the greatest fighters, but she was consistent. She had some really high highs in her career. And she, she was a solid pro who probably outperformed her physical talents. She probably outperformed her athleticism. So um, I think it's a loss for the WMMA because they don't, we don't have a lot of solid experienced fighters to test young fighters or, or to really represent the sport super well. We got a lot of rookies in there who don't, who don't know how to carry the sport and don't really know, know how to compete in sport if we're being honest. Well, I don't know. I don't know what what uh, the reason for retiring is or anything like that doesn't really matter. Um, you know, it's time, I guess. And what about Joanna? I mean, I was saying all along that I thought that uh, she should retire anyway because she doesn't need to fight anymore. I respect, I respect any athlete when they get one more fight or one more year competition. They're the ones who have to do it, especially great fighters. They're the ones who have to live with the, the consequences and the punishment. They're the ones who take the chances, let them dictate where their career goes. But I really felt that it was best for her because she's not a power puncher. She's always been a volume person. And in the last couple of years, she's taken more punishment than she's than she's ever taken before. And she wasn't as devastating or as effective. When you're a fighter who throws a lot of volume and then you start taking a lot of shots and you don't hit very hard, it's just going to add up on you. I think taking those years off was the best thing for her because she would have got if she would have kept fighting right after that. Wiley fight, she probably would have gotten stopped in devastating fashion, probably even worse. So she took some time off. She rested her body. She get she gave herself every opportunity to be better and to compete. She gave a good account of herself as far as her effort. I don't know about her IQ, but she gave a good account of herself. And her she can leave essentially on a high note. She fought the second best girl in the division, had some moments, but ultimately was outclassed. There's nothing. There's no. There's no lack of respect for what she did. Her record. Speak for itself and her accomplishments speak for themselves. Yeah, I wasn't surprised by that at all. Now, another thing uh, was announced yesterday that Valerie Lareda, Bellator fighter, has officially sold the WWE, uh, which uh, knew about this a while ago. Um, apparently, her manager suggested this. So um, she's apparently still under contract to Bellator, contract to Bellator but she won't be fighting anymore. Uh, she's moving to Orlando in a couple of weeks, and she's hoping to be on TV by the end of the year. Uh, I I understand her point completely. It makes sense to me. I mean, she was she had some losses. She she didn't look like she was ever really going to be a great fighter in that sense. So I mean, her retiring is probably it's, it's for more money 
And even if it doesn't work out, she's, I don't really think she would really all that invested in fighters. She had the athleticism and talent to be good, but I don't know how committed she was based on what I know of her sparring and what I know of her, her struggles in fighting and her struggles in training. I don't know how really committed she was to being the best fighter she could be. So is a typical rich chow. Yeah. She, she served, she served her purpose. She made some money and no matter what, she's always gonna be able to hang her hat on the fact that I was a real fighter. That's always going to give her some kind of merit or some kind of weight. People like you and me are going to know the truth about it, but they're, they're never going to take that away from her. She was an accomplished Taekwondo, but the main thing is she has look and she has a little bit of charisma and that was never going to be maximized in a sport like this. In a sport where you can predetermine things, a lot of what she does could put, make her a star, could put her on a certain platform if, she, if she's good enough in the ring. She has a chance. Depends how she picks it up. Depends how she picks it up. So, yeah. you know, she, they got good trainers now. So if she picks yeah. it up quickly, she'll be fine. She'll be fine. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, also, Hmm, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was just announced about an hour ago. So what do you think about that one? Uh, I'm kind of curious. I'm curious to see how I'm, I'm really curious to see how that, that actually works out. I feel like it could go. I don't think there's an in-between. I think it'll either go really good or it's going to go really bad. It'll be okay. Uh, he had a multiple and uh, and uh, they won, and it turned out, but then uh, the Miz turned on him. So that's what the feud's going to be. He's gonna, probably what we're going to see is uh, Logan Paul versus the Miz at SummerSlam. That would be my guess. Well, at least, at least he's working with a guy who really knows how to sell, sell the matches and someone who actually knows how to sell it in the ring. The Miz, the Miz nobody could have predicted the Mizdak actually much better than people thought he would have been coming into this. So I think that's a good guy for Logan to, to be engaged with because he's kind of got a charisma. He can sell, he can sell everything, but he knows how to, he's a good worker. He's a good, consistent worker. He can allow Logan to use that athleticism and put him in spots where he could really build on what he's doing. He's also a tremendous. Yeah. He's, I mean, if you're going to give him somebody, give him somebody who can really get him over and help, not just over, but help him perform to the manner that'll get him over. And, and, the Miz is all about the business. He wants the business to win. So he's willing to put some of his shine aside to get this guy over. Anything you want to talk about, Sean? No, I think that's about it. Okay. Well, again, don't forget to check my blog at fightb316.blogspot.com. All the fights we talk about go up on the blog, usually the next morning. If you have any questions or comments for the blog or my podcast, you can do so that goes to Patreon's voicemail. And if you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do so on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Enjoy the fights. We'll talk to you later.